Hey, this is Eddie for Anal Guillotines. Whether you're in jail, an altar boy, or just need to watch your cornhole, these devices will keep your anal safe from any sort of involuntary entry that you're not in the mood for. They come in several colors, horny green, Satan red, heavenly blue, hellish orange, and shit brown. So, if you want to keep your anus protected, get yourself an anal guillotine. Available at analguillotine.com. $19.95, all the assurance you need to keep your ass a virgin. In a time when bands had long, shitty names, he was a frontman with a religious agenda. But his agenda was soon to change. Tim Lambesis, who? A married man. What a doink. Wanted a divorce. A divorce. That was deadly. Here's the $1,000, her photo, and the dates best to do it. Do you want her dead? Yes, that is exactly what I want. From the creator of As I Lay Dying and Austrian Death Machine comes this comedy thriller way better than any of their music. Fuck you, Osborne. So moronic and outlandish, it will have you laughing and begging for more. Rufus and Manny give it two stiff dicks. Uh, while Hellcast maintains... What a doink. You fucking douche. The dude from As I Lay Dying this summer and every summer is... Fucked. In the ass. Exactly. Rated R. Viewer discretion is advised. Friday. There's way more money for meth than obituary and six feet under combined. There's a new dealer in town, and Heisenberg will crush the competition. I'm the only meth dealer here. By sending Pinkman to take out the trash. Yo, best stick with your death metal, yo. Their force will not be reckoned with. There's too much for them to bring it to my home. I need the police to search my home. But sometimes, problems solve themselves. Gomez responding. This fucking doink's got a meth lab in here. Alan West co-stars in an all-new episode of Breaking Bad.
shit. Man, if I knew you had that fucking endorsement, my asshole would be feeling pretty good right now. I am Reaper. Oh, shit. I'm Eddie Satan. I was talking backwards for the demonic prayer. Sorry. <laughs> we have been gone for a little while, and we now we are back. I am happy to say that Michael Stutzer of Artillery will be joining the show later for an interview. That Ooh. is... Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the things I've been teasing. I'm actually... Really cool. Um, it's really cool. We landed that interview. I was like looking for like cool, like you know, cult classic bands. A that, great band to have an awesome comeback. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, they they had a few comebacks. No, no, but, no. I mean our Hellcast. Like to have him on the, oh, the first yeah, one yeah. back after a while. Yes, and uh, you know, and speaking of which, um, by popular demand, we decided to give you a longer episode since we've been absent. And so that's And did you guys know on. we got sponsors now? TV shows, movies, <laughs> anal protectors, <laughs> heavenly pink and shit brown, much <laughs> cornhole bud. <laughs> yes. And another sponsor that we have is uh, something that we talked about earlier. Um, <laughs> fucking pulling this thing up right now. Is, uh, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, we should probably have this stuff together. I did. The goddamn computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you need a Mac, asshole. Oh, I Mac, don't mean Mac's to call you never, an asshole. Because Mac's never. You're the reason why my asshole is sore. Wow. <laughs> well, I massaged your prostate with Oh, oh. hey. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the live necromancy sponsored by Less Wankery, More Necros, nah, More Necromancy Zine presents Live Necromancy is what I was getting at. Uh, live in Dubai, October fourth and fifth at the Ratsky Three Holiday Inn, Burr, Dubai. You must be twenty-one years or older, and that is a fest. As I said, Friday, October fourth, and Saturday, October fifth, Manila Road, Death Hammer, Arkenwich. Perversion, a pagan altar, midnight, necromantheon, and some local support. So there's a little bit of an update on that. If you mid remember me talking about that, midnight. Night. Yeah. And I think you can pick that up on Facebook. If not, if you're curious, maybe even I will post that post that flyer on our webpage. If they're nice enough to me. But I don't recall doing a spot for them. I don't recall getting a plug, so I don't know, Eddie. What do you think about <laughs> <laughs> exactly? Exactly. Potent. <laughs> so, um, so uh, uh, I, we've been away. We have. You've been busy. I've been busy. Yes. You I, were, I think your busy was a little more exciting than mine. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I was gone. I was uh, south of the border. Down like wait like south of the equator. Fuck. No, didn't go south of the equator. Oh, you guys didn't? No, uh, just, I was in Colombia, and Colombia has a, a yeah, just north of it, like yeah. right on it. Like some of it is south of the equator. But you never went to that part. No, that was like way far from where we were. We were in uh, Bogota, and then we went to Cali. We were supposed to go to another city. I don't remember what it was called, and then. Ibage. We were in Ibage. That was the second show, but it was canceled. It was great, though, because first and foremost, Colombia really gets a bad rep. All right. It's not that bad. Everyone thinks, like, you're going to go down there, you're going to get kidnapped, and you're going to be fucked. 
Nah, not at all. Granted, it's different. It's like third world mixed with modern in a way. So it's a little bit, I guess. Is it very separated? Because that's how like a lot of the other separated uh defines separate like where there's a definite line like you'll you'll see the mansion with like the the border fence around it and then like next to it's like the total poverty yeah um i mean you don't really see the mansion but yeah you'll be like on a a freaking mountain mountains are everywhere and it's so weird because it really is not that warm there no bogota it's it's high yeah bogota is like denver it's really high plus and then there's mountains towering that it it gets like seventy four degrees. That like that was the groundbreaking record heat ever. Yeah. So I'm like there. You know, you're in the long sleeve shirt, pants. It's really not that warm. And but then like uh, we went to Abage. That was pretty warm. Which so like you know you show up in Bogota, which is the the freaking uh, capital, and that was where our first show was. I was I was hired on to play with Nunslaughter. I. Hadn't been in the band for some years, but I still will do appearances once in a while, you know, help out. But um, so we played in Bogota. That was the first show. Uh, went pretty well. And we hung out there for a few days. Went to the top of the mountain and such and so so on and so forth. Man, everyone there is a fucking crazy-ass driver. I'll tell you. Holy shit. Yeah. I thought I'd seen some crazy-ass driving, but this fucking takes the cake. I, I woke up the next fucking the first morning to horns. And then, like, it just was nonstop, lay on the horn, keep pumping it. Not, no let up. And Any like, place I've been down south, whether it's been Mexico, uh, Costa Rica, Panama, it, it seems like, yeah, it's just... Dude, and then you look out the window. Stop signs and stoplights are suggestions. Is yeah, that- exactly. Dude. And then you look out the window like, who the fuck won't move their ass because I'm trying to fucking sleep? It's just like a mile of traffic, and you're just like, dude, I think he gets it. He can't move. Right. <laughs> and then if it didn't get any worse, a fucking police officer's out there, and then he gets a fucking whistle, and he starts blowing on that. I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? I just wanted to go to fucking sleep. Just leave me alone. It's like when they get that, I don't know if it goes down there. But but yeah, they just, like you said, it's just stoplights and red lights are, seriously, no exaggeration, a suggestion. Yeah. Just Look both ways while you're going 50 miles through the fucking light. <laughs> and, don't, and be careful not to hit that dude. We took a bus, and I shit you not, it was a two-lane road. Both lanes going the same direction. We were in a fucking bus. A bus. Full-blown bus. Two cars are right side by side in that lane. The bus goes in the middle where the fucking <laughs> dots to pass them. I'm like, dude. I that, At that moment, I was like, I'm going to stop looking out the window. I'm paying attention to what <laughs> is going on because up. I'm about to shit myself because <laughs> I'm fucking getting scared. And, dude, we're on a fuck. We're on a mountain, like high as fuck. Clouds, it's misty, it's dark, it's cold. Mountain, top of the mountain, right at the edge. Five semis in the way. This bus decides it's a good idea. We're going to pedal to the metal this shit. Passes four of those semis, sees a car coming, cuts the fourth one off. And it was like, dude, we're on a side of a mountain. Don't you be fucking around, man. I know. Holy shit. I need to take a nap. (laughs) I can't be looking at this shit. I'm getting really scared. (laughs) So, but, so we, yeah, we were in a Bogota, play a gig. So we show up in Ibage, which was more of the way I thought Colombia would be, you know, kind of like pieces, parts, shacks and stuff in, in the middle of nowhere. 
Uh, and not many people really speak English. Well, other than the dudes that took us around, which they were fucking awesome. So we arrive driving down this fucking gravel road in the middle of nowhere. And then all of a sudden we show up at like this resort. It's awesome, dude. There's people playing soccer. There's a pool. There's fucking awesome food. There's like a, a natural pool which we couldn't swim in because it's natural water, which you can't drink the water down there, which is way harder to avoid than you think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. And uh, so, and then we had like our own little cabins and stuff. So, you know, we're hanging out there. I'm, I'm like hanging out in a freaking um, a hammock and uh, passed out. And all of a sudden the promoter comes up. You know, we're waking up getting ready for the show. He's like, I got bad news. Show's canceled. Right. It's like, ah, yeah, that kind of sucks. You know, people are, people are relatively excited down there. Right, right. So we made it up our minds. It's like, well, we'll go down. I mean, we got nothing else going on here. We're just caught in the, it's a Sunday. There's nothing going on. Did you guys go to church? We didn't go to church. Oh, fuck. Yeah. But Jesus is pretty big down there, too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> so we decided to go to the venue and, and, you know, just hang out and, and see the people at least, sign autographs and stuff. People love getting pictures and having their shit signed. Love it. So we show up. It's an outdoor show. And I'll tell you, if you've seen the Anvil movie, remember when they're like Lithuania or um, Transylvania? Yeah. And they play that huge like, like soccer stadium. <laughs> that is exactly what ours was. Dude, then there's like 60 people there. <laughs> so the what turned out was the promoter didn't sell enough tickets to pay our guarantee. See, I don't know what the hell the politics are of everything, so I just got to go along with it. But nonetheless, uh, we can't play. We were fine to play, but, you know, it would have been insults on the promoter and all, so on and right, so right. forth. Yeah, Don was telling me kind of yeah, that. Too, and yeah, and so whatever. So we're hanging out. So the, the dudes that put on the show are trying to get us to play, and they're like, well, if you do decide to play – don't sign any more autographs and wait until this band's next because my band's playing and then you guys go on afterward. And I'm kind of like, man, your English is pretty broken, but I'm pretty fucking sure you're trying to wheel and deal me. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's pretty sketchy. I'm pretty fucking sure about this. So whatever. Nonetheless, they make like this big, huge shindig out of it. We're backstage of it. And like the dude, like in the middle of the one band that's playing set, he goes out. And he starts speaking Spanish, probably something of the like, like, hey, I have to interrupt here to say that they might not be able to play, but if you give them a big enough round of applause, none slaughters here and they're going to play. And like we all come walking out like, this is really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a huge stadium and 50 people. <laughs> I think I saw And I don't picture. know why, like, we're doing this like what are we rock stars like i just so i walked out like uh, and i just like quickly walked off and just like walked into the stands and you know everyone's getting pictures and stuff so the funny thing is though is this you know i'm making my rounds everyone's making their rounds and this one lady comes up to me she's like welcome to columbia hell i was like oh well thank you thank you very much you know i'm really happy to be here she's like 
Hell, Columbia, welcome. It's like, yeah, we kind of established it, but thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, she's like, Columbia welcomes you crazy. Welcome to Columbia, hell. And I was just like, thank you very much. I'll, gracias, gracias. Uh, someone get the fuck away. Welcome to Columbia, hell. And I was just like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> thank you, gracias. I want to get the fuck away from you right now. And like, <laughs> I kept talking, so I somehow I was like the promoter dude, David, came up. I was like, hey, hey, cerveza, beer, beer, beer. I want a beer. Get the fuck away from her. Thank you. <laughs> Gracias. And then I walk away. I'm just like, dude, Don's looking for a date tonight. I'm going to go introduce her to her. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, Don, meets. Welcome to Columbia Hell. I don't know her name. But- <laughs> yeah, I don't know her name. So she hardly speaks any fucking English. And this is even a show we didn't even play. He's talking to her. Those guys are doing whatever their thing. They're, I'm just sucking back these beers that are just like Budweiser. And I'm not getting, I'm like, dude, I drank like 10 beers. I didn't get like a buzz. What was it? It was like, ah, uh, poker, poker beer. Okay. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> and at one point, poker in the back. So I see him in the, in the front, like, you know, I see him in the shadows and stuff. Don hanging out with this girl, Don of the dead. And, uh, he Game comes up so I'm sitting there, and he comes back at one point. Like, oh, I, I, well, meanwhile, I see him like walk to the bathroom with her. I'm like, all right, a little bold, Uh-oh. but go on. Okay, good job, Don. So I'm just sitting there then. And you she's going to be, oh, welcome to Columbia Hall. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope. <laughs> so I'm, sit- I'm just sitting there on the bleachers or whatever. And, you know, I kind of forgot about him. You know, it's been that while. And all of a sudden, he comes back. I shit you not. He walks up. He's like, what's up, man? He's got this fucking earring. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it, uh, Don doesn't have a pierced ear but he did now <laughs> and I had like this feather and like this bling of sorts and I was just like ah! I just started fucking laughing and I got up and I ran away and went to find Zach so I could tell him like dude Don <laughs> to a girl that can't even speak English dude so so she pierced his ear? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even fucking, he didn't tell me that shit. Oh, I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so rewinding or fast forwarding. So I wake up the next day and this girl's still there <laughs> hanging out with Don. I was like, I, wait, I woke up the next day to this. <laughs> Welcome oh, to Columbia fuck. Hell. I, you might as well have been. Welcome to Columbia Hell. And, like, and then keep banging. I hear like, you know, grass and like, and it's like, we'll bang on the door again. And it's like, and I'm like ready to fucking answer. Like, what the fuck do you want? Because <laughs> I knew it's like, I, I got to a point where I was just being rude. It's just like, I'm not appreciating this at all. I'm getting really fucking annoyed. I mean, I'm appreciative of fans and stuff. I'm a low key person. You know, if you want to talk to me, I'll talk. But you got to lead on the conversation. If you don't fucking know English, we ain't going to be having much of a conversation. <laughs> and no one ever, no one did. So wake up to her and fucking bang on my goddamn door. And it's just like, what? Oh, you fool. Or whatever the fuck. Desayantos or whatever the hell breakfast is. And it's like soup and shit. It's just like soup for breakfast. That's I think it's like, breakfast Evo. No. I know. So it's like totally my style. And like, ah, you know, I'll eat anything for breakfast. So I eat breakfast. And it's like, 
She's like, hand me juice and shit. It's like, no, no juice. Because the juice down there is freshly squeezed. How the hell do they concentrate it? With the fucking tap water. That's going to give you the shits. That gave me the shits. I don't want no fucking more (laughs) juice. Oh, you drink juice. Like, no fucking juice. (laughs) Leave me alone. God damn it. Talk to Don. (laughs) I wish I didn't fucking tell you two about each other in the first place. So whatever. They're hanging out the whole day. We leave. Right, All right. right, right. We're on this fucking bus in the middle of the mountains. Three hours later, the phone rings to David, the the promoter. Hey, hey, David, if you're listening, doubt it. Anyway, he <laughs> yeah, called. Sure he is. He's like, hey, Don, you have a phone call. Hello? Fucking Spanish. Blabbing in Spanish. Doesn't know what the fuck she's saying. Again, it's that girl. The same girl. Yeah. He's, and, he, and like somehow they cut out. Five minutes later, she calls David again, and he's just he he spoke for her. He's like, "Oh, he's not available." Yada yada yada. And so she so he relayed the message later. She's like, "Well, tell Don when he calls back, if someone else answers the phone, tell him that whatever her name. Let's say her name's Juanita. I don't remember her name. That this is Juanita's boyfriend, Don calling." <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so we heard that like we're fucking laughing. And we're like, dude, man, what so when we get back, what is it gonna be like two weeks? She's gonna be coming up to America. She had a kid, by the way. So she's like, oh a little a little Juan of the dead's gonna be walking around. <laughs> sup dude, sup dude. <laughs> he's gonna have a fucking li- he's yeah. gonna have a pet llama. The grandma, her her mom's gonna be there and shit. It's like, hey, it's gonna be a little Colombian party. He's like, we're gonna just call Don Street fucking little Columbia. Dude, it was so fucking great. But meanwhile, I have to tell this. So in addition to that. Jim Sadis, the drummer of Don Slaughter, he met Ooh. some girl too. She spoke even worse English. Pretty much the same deal as this other girl, aside from the Columbia Hell thing. Fast forwarding really fast. So at the end of the trip, we were in Cali, Colombia, which is not that far from Bogota, but everything's in the mountains. Okay, it takes forever to get there. So it takes for, it yeah. takes like eight hours to drive there. So we flew, you know, thirty minute flight. Well, we were there hanging out for like, the like it was raining and shit. So it was like we were like three hours delayed. Well, before we left, Davi, the promoter said that such and such was going to be there to pick us up. Some dude that was involved in the tour beforehand in Bogota, and that some girl is going to be there too. And just like I, I, I knew who the dude was. I didn't know who the fuck this girl was. So we fly there and we show up. We're getting our luggage. And Jim's like, yeah, it's such and such. I don't remember her name either. We'll say Carlita. Carlita. We'll say Carlita. He's like, Carlita's over there. I was like, who's Carlita? He's like, the girl from the ranch. I was like, oh. He's like, man, you you can't remember. I was like, dude, I don't fucking know. She doesn't speak fucking English, man. I don't even know how you know her name. I don't even know how you're fucking talking to her. So he goes, Jim Strong. So she got on a bus. For three hours from wherever the hell she's from to show up at the Bogota airport to see Jim for 40 minutes. Wow. <laughs> and doesn't speak a lick of English, dude. Like a word here and there, but even still you're confused. And you're just like, you know, you hear a lot of people, tell, a lot of guys tell those stories like that's a crazy bitch and stuff. We concluded that those two broads were some crazy ass bitches. Well, well, you know what I think they do? And by the way, it was they say, you know, it was breakfast. I looked it up. 
Ah, but I think uh, like what happens is you say it a different way though. They say yeah. you know or something. I think those girls are looking for husbands. Bring them back to the states. Well, right. That's why we said that. So if anyone asked me how was Columbia, I was like, well, I, I just hung out. I played music. Everyone else did their thing. Don got married. Jim gonna get married. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a kid. He's got a pet fucking llama. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so that that was about the extent, the, the most highlighting event of Columbia. At least the funniest thing that I could tell. And I told, I was on the bus. I was like, dude, I can't wait to get back and do Hellcast and tell this fucking story. And Don's like, no. And Zach's like, I want to be there. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> So, from their newest album, Hen Bane, now available on CD and fresh off the press vinyl, this is Cult des Ghouls or Cultus des Ghouls, however you want to say it. I think it's properly to say it, Cult des Ghouls, uh, on Hell's Headbangers, and this is the song The Devil Intimate.
And from a previous episode, some people might remember Dukaka. And if you don't, if you weren't paying attention, well, then just brace yourself for here for a second while my slow-ass computer loads this in. And this is his memorial to Jeff Hanneman. Right, so as you probably remember that from a previous episode, um, we were talking. It's basically and we should have a moment of loudness for him. Is that what would happen? Uh, you're right, because but it has nothing to do with that. Um, this is something totally different. But uh, uh, we had a a, f- a fan write in and uh, something about the whole acapella thing, which I guess that technically is <laughs> Dukaka. And uh, this, so this is from a fan uh, wrote in. So, uh, my name is Manny, and I'm from Germany, and no, I don't like Uncle Tom, as we asked in a previous episode about when we uh, did what the fuck, or what what happened, Sodom, we also addressed Uncle Tom, Tom Angel Ripper, and I asked German people to write if they didn't like Uncle Tom, because I speculated that all German people liked Uncle Tom, but Manny doesn't. <laughs> and I don't like David Hasselhoff either. Fuck. Where are you guys getting that shit from? Well, Uncle Tom sings in only German. Kind of just figured <laughs> the only Germans were the people that would like it. It gets mocked in the underground here as well in Germany. Actually, that only counts for Uncle Tom. The David Hasselhoff video, the David Hasselhoff video, where he tries to eat a burger on the floor while he's drunk as shit, is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> anyway, I recently did a little Hellcast marathon again, and I gotta say, Manny, pat on the back, man. I didn't think anyone did a fucking marathon of Hellcast, <laughs> yeah, no period, Thanks. let alone again. Well, doing a Hellcast with you is like running a fucking marathon. Oh. I'm- and while I did so, I came across the 8-bit and beatboxing slash acapella shit again. <laughs> yeah, I got too much time to waste, hence the marathon. Wow, I was feeling pretty good there for a second. But now, you got too much time to waste, so you listen to this fucking show. <laughs> well, I hope a lot of other people got time to waste, because otherwise we're blabbing in the microphones for no reason. And getting great sponsors from movies and TV shows. I wonder like. if he's related to the other Manny. Uh, maybe not. Probably not. And for that acapella crap, there actually is a complete signed to a label band dedicated to that stuff, having millions of views on YouTube. And apart from their own songs, they do covers of well-known metal acts such as such as Kings of Metal and Battery. While those are no bands I've heard of, I'm speculating <laughs> I've that he's song. talking about Manowar and Metallica. So let's cut right to the chase, please. Here's Van Canto, or how would you say that, Eddie? I can't read it. V-A-N-C-A-N-T-O. Van Canto, yeah. Van right. Canto. Well, here's Van Canto covering Battery. Oh. 
Well, as anyone that knows the original knows, we got some time to talk. Um, that's how. That's what I always heard when I heard the song when the guitar was playing that little solo. Was them singing battery? Really? With it? I think it's stupid. I think it's <laughs> fucking yes. It was a joke. <laughs> now, now, this is going to be stuck in my head all night. Yeah, I'm going to pause this real quick because I want to comment. Now, the first thing that came to my mind when I first saw this Van Canto doing this, it's like f- six people. All right. Dukaka's one guy doing everything. So I can't help but think how that conversation transpired. Because <laughs> I can see like Dukaka being like, hey, I was drunk, I was stoned, or whatever the fuck. And I started to do an acapella beatbox and thing. And next thing you know, it ran yeah, away yeah. with itself. And- it ran away with itself. It was funny. People were laughing. Everyone had a good time. I'm putting out stupid records. Van Canzo, by the way, they organized with six people. <laughs> How the fuck do you do that? Like, all right, so, so they probably so got here. some of the Heisenberg Blue Crystal. Yeah, you know, so I'm thinking of something really good here. Yeah, what if we started an original yeah. slash cover band? Yeah, original cover band. That that sounds fantastic. Doing what? Original slash cover band. Oh. Gotcha. So, doing what? Well, we do some Metallica. So, but, sweet. but, but. Here's the twist. Brace yourself. All right, I'm sitting down. I'm strapped in. Socks pulled up. They might fly off. All right. They're, they're tight. We're going to do. To the garter. Metallica <laughs> covers. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right. Let me throw this at you. I can play Kirk solos. We're going to hum it. We're going to hum it. Yes. Can we? S- you can hum. I can hum. Why not? We can do acapella. Yeah. You know that song, Battery? Yeah. I've always thought, Battery. Bro, oh my God, dude. Battery. Oh, my God. Oh. Ride the lightning. Hey, (laughs) hey, can I blow you right now? Yes. Let's 69 each other. Okay, cool. Yeah. And And then then we'll call our band Van Canto. That's because I think that's Latin for I want to blow you. I think that's. Oh, God, dude, this is great. All right, cool. <laughs> We're in a fucking acapella van. All right, battery, battery. Is that a real guy playing drums back there? Yeah, exactly. Is there a guitar? Yeah, there's a guitar back there. That makes it not so cool. Why is there a music video though? <laughs> batari, batari. Always saying battery, battery, battery. The facial hair take is fucking seriously? ridiculous. Oh, God. That guy Dude. with the mohawk thing on his chin, that's fucking ass. I know. But, uh, and, but he's all ser- and the guy that he only shows you, the side of his face. <laughs> but they're, make, they're making this video with a straight face. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I don't, do I don't get it either. <laughs> they're all... I, I don't... Battery. I honestly... I, I don't care about seeing the Man of War cover. Uh, it's just... 
I thought the Butcher like, the babies. reason Is why that a we different band. No, hey, come on, man, man, oh. Jesus Christ! I thought that was stick the, to the script. So I don't I, have I a figured, script today. I figured that the <laughs> we brought up Takaka on that show. I don't remember. Like it was about a year ago, right? When we did uh, Kevin was here. Yeah, it's, like last summer. We brought that up out of like because it was funny. Like that wasn't even really funny. It's just stupid. Like like I said. How do six people like sit around like, dude, I, dude, I got, I got it, man. You and know? then make those faces while they're doing it. And the girl's all like, ah. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> there being a, like, I don't remember that being in the song. You don't? We had to I, use your imagination to hear Oh, right. right well, right. Van Canto, so. <laughs> Latin me, for. Me and you, yeah, blow me. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people like walking after the show, but like, dude, Hellcast is pretty educational. That's like, right. I just learned that. Latin for blow me is Van Canto. Do you know how many guys are going to be looking at their <laughs> girlfriends going, hey, Van Canto. Hey. Nom, nom. <laughs> Honey, it's been a really romantic tonight. Van Canto. Van Canto. <laughs> battery, battery. Battery, That's so stupid. That might be the only time I would sing like that is getting Van so, canto <laughs> So moving along, um... To the Butcher Babies. Now, uh, uh, another fan wrote us. Uh, let me weave through here. Eddie, talk. Uh, hello. Uh, God damn it. I, I had his email. He had a message for me. Hold on a second. I, yeah, well, we gotta, you got to find it. Get a Mac so you can keep up with this shit. Together. A Mac isn't going to help me. <laughs> yeah, I know, because you're not very bright. No. I'm kidding. Oh. I, I, I'm being mean. Dude, Van Canto. Van Canto. Yeah, Van Canto, he's blow me. <laughs> In fact, to, you know, I'm going to take some aspirin right now to help with this headache so that I can blow you later so I don't, you know, <laughs> say, I got a headache. I can't Van Canto you. Oh, man. How as long I- as you sing Battery to me or... Uh, you know, at one point, I was actually missing this when I was gone. Not I, anymore. <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> Do you think they did Orion? <laughs> And you do think they went, oh, right on. Dude, those songs, like, those later Metallica suck. The the what Metallica? The later ones, they just suck. The, like, load Did you and... know they're re-recording Kill Em All? Yeah, you told me that or somebody told me that. Dude. And that, why? Why? Be- well, because as Lars said it, he's like, well, it was evil, either that or remix and master it. But we figured that with we today's could make more cutting money. edge technology... It would sound so much better. And it's just like, how the fuck is it going to sound so much better when you got James going to be like, Motel breath is how I live my life. Yeah, I can't take it any other way. You know what how it is? How is that going to be any better? They, they wanna, <laughs> I mean, like, I think it's going to be funny. <laughs> they want to sell their Gulfstream 4s and get Gulfstream 5s is what it is. This is make more... Which good for them, making more money, but yeah, it's fucking. I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah, I can't. No, I'm gonna. I, I have I'm a hard lie. time listening to even the first three records. Yeah, like, well, fuck these them. days. This is an underground show. Um, Butcher right. Babies is the next one. I, I couldn't find what the, the, the but the dude was saying that he uh, they're going to be playing for this. I, I've, and I've heard of this Mayhem Festival. I'm not sure where it takes place. I think it's uh, in France. I want to say, but every time I, I've seen that thing, and I've seen the freaking. The, the flyer for it, and it's always, like, you look at, like, you're like, Mayhem Festival, the best and the hardest of heavies is going to be there. It's very, and like, like uh, almost well, then uh, you, yeah. insulting to the band Mayhem. <laughs> I think they insulted themselves. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but, um, 
you look at it and it's all this fucking really pussy shit. And so this is one of them, perhaps, Butcher Babies with well, that's Mr. Slow. Yeah. Bu- Butcher Babies with Mr. Slow Death. And now a little bit of insight. Is that the name them. of the song, Mr. The, yes. And that's fucking stupid. Because, dude, even with Ozzy did Mr. Crowley, that's a pretty dumb name. Come on. You don't think? I always liked Mr. Crowley. It's a great song, but it's a dumb, dumb name. I wasn't talking about the song. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah, maybe Daddy, Mommy, Mister, Mrs. Stupid. Oh, just if, don't. Put I always wondered if he had said like Alistair Crowley, but and then know, Butcher Babies, like anything that is attributing that's to, so hard, like a cute or little or anything, is usually not going to be good. So I'm speculating alone that the name Butcher Babies and the song name Mister Slow Death. It's not going to be very good. Let's start a band and called Let Blow me Torch tell you Puppies. something. I saw what the band looked like prior to this. They're from L.A., which is already red flag that it's going to really suck because everyone out there is pretty fucking pretentious. But it might be great. So let's hear not some everybody. Butcher Babies. Based on a short story by Butcher Babies, Media Meteorworks Films. Oh. It's kind of cool how they're like doing the like horror movie thing. A short story by Davo. Oh. oh, this is horrific, Craig. I'm 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 completely Who? offended. Reaper, and uh, it's been a while. All right, it's so shocking. This Let's is move shocking. On. No, it's it's way too shocking to move on. It's kind of cool, though. I mean, I like the whole horror movie thing as modern and dumb as it is. Well, except for Okay, the so the girl, iPad. like the little girl in it, she had an iPod. She was flipping to Butcher Babies, so that's how the video links. Yeah, they look like they're from L.A. for sure. Yeah, that high chick with the poop squished up thing. I just there's nothing wrong with that. What? Shit. Chug, lug, lug, chug, lug, lug, chug, lug, lug, chug. That's, this is funny to watch the drummer. This definitely a band put together for looks not right it's it, that's the thing you, well, you he's got, got a metallica shirt on well yeah. there's two chicks that are clearly Hot. influenced by wendy o from the plasmatics but putting putting no, the, putting no dude what the fuck oh with the tape the tape yeah, on yeah, their yeah, fucking yeah. T- yeah that's totally plasmatics uh it's see, that's dude you know i'm gonna go on a later rant about this you know, plastering the, the, the female front line, but there's nothing appealing about this. No. There's jackass people in the band, like these dudes in the band, and then two chick singers. Clearly, it's a sexual thing. And it's, it's really fucking annoying, in fact, because it's just shitty music 
that everyone's just like, yeah, yeah well, they're selling like, it on the, the hot chicks is what they're doing. Right. And, and, and they're going to cater to the young girls who are like, yeah, I want to be a hot chick like that and be a rebel. Or it's like, and ah, you're not being a rebel. You're not being, you're not being yourself. Being it seems yeah. very produced and... It's insulting to the plasmatics who, who actually had something controversial. Like, these are just some stupid-ass fucking L.A. I don't know what the fuck's going on in the rest of the world because we live in the, the entertainment capital of the world. They don't fucking know. They're dude. probably working down this a spearmint rhino. This is We're shit. Taking off the stage. And- this is absolute shit. And it belongs at Mayhem Fest that sucks ass. So, moving along. <laughs> to Aelstorm, which is pirate metal. I've been wanting to hear this. Here you go. Wow. Deep, there's a terror rising. A great beast with eyes like crimson fire. <laughs> the fire will return to power the world. And of course, the time See now, like, running wild turned pirate metal, and I always wondered what the fuck is the difference between power metal and pirate metal? Well, he's. Arr. There's no yes. difference. The music no. is the same, and all they do is sing about pirates. So, wouldn't that essentially be power metal? Still power metal? Like, I don't understand why all these genres claim different to be different when all they do is sing about something different. It's And what the fu- How do grown men, like five grown men go like, you know what? I'm going to sing about fucking pirates. Hell yeah, let's you know. And they're always German. <laughs> Sorry, Manny. But they're always fucking German. <laughs> this I, I don't ridiculous. know, man. I don't, I don't get it either. But. And like those power metal bands... Like the, the, I love I, it when they have a keyboard player that's headbanging because, like, what is he headbanging to? Like, and it's he, he's hold, it's a hold it keyboard too. Not it's a, fucking Steve Urkel style. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I mean, this isn't atrocious, but it's just fucking stupid. It's got <laughs> got Captain Jack Sparrow on there. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Like, how do you, how did they manage to record this song so well? Because I would have been laughing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what we're singing about fucking buried treasure like i I just i don't get it how do grown men be like it's a pretty fucking good idea i'm just telling you fuck this satan bullshit like this is like when uh running wild you know they had gates of purgatory and they were singing about satan and stuff you know friday night is the 13th but then one day they're just like you know what man i saw fucking pirates of the caribbean and let's sing about you, it. Let's sing about that. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Should do idea. that with Crucified Mortals. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Fucking pirates. It's great. That's you the next record, pirates. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do Wild West. It's, we're going to have a song called And we're going to do it a cappella. Yeah. Draw your guns and shoot the other guy. So here's another thing that appropriately comes into this fucking segment. It is a band. It is a site called Bloody Disgusting, which is, I suppose, some sort of horror site. I again, I've been dropping the ball because I I lost the emails a lot of people have been sending. What were you saying? Uh, that looks like a giant cock right there. Is that somebody's finger? Where? 
See, right there, like there's like a hand and a lo- <laughs> just looks like oh, a big wow. crooked fucking cock. <laughs> looks like a really skinny cock without a head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Whatever. this are these are the five bands that are the future of rock and metal, Eddie. Oh. And the first band gotcha. is Dead Sarah. Because if anything says this is the future of metal, it's that girl screaming like right there. Dead Sarah. I mean, a name like Dead Sarah. Come on, guys. Dude, I mean, look at their mouth. That's ready for Van Canto. <laughs> <laughs> so these L.A. female-fronted rockers encapsulate everything that is great about the rock genre. She's so high. Look it's how raw. She is. It is dangerous. It has no frills. And it just kicks all sorts of ass. Singer Emily Armstrong wails, croons, howls, and flat out pummels you with her voice while guitarist Susie Melee rips out one filthy sexy riff after another. Now, after reading that, you gotta say, you I gotta, gotta go rub one out after that. And it's gonna fucking suck. That's what I think. I think it's gonna be awesome. Here's Dead Sarah. I'm gonna rub on that while it's on. Please don't. Hellcast. Sorry. Admit, it isn't like overly produced modern that I thought yeah. it was going to be. Because whenever someone's like, they're going back to the roots, back to the basics, they're rocking out. Well, they're like, like they did back in the 70s. Stuff, you know? It's like, yeah, it's like all modern and overly produced sounding. So, all right, there's Dead Sarah. But... Hailing from the UK, I describe these guys as the guns and roses of the 21st centuries. That's a claim I refuse to back down from. Much like Dead Sarah, Heaven's Basement don't play rock unless it's dangerous and bound to get you going. Their debut full-length release, Filthy Empire, has been on constant rotation with me and it looks like it's a guaranteed entry in my top 10 10 albums of 2013 while my boyfriend sticks his dick up my ass 2010 10 or top 10, 10? i don't fucking know i was trying to do it let's <laughs> try to be hyped up you know top one dude it's heaven's basement how can't you be excited oh, oh yeah oh man i got punched in the face dude is slashing yeah. this band too Take it again. 
I was like, you know. At first it wasn't like awful. I mean, it was No, it was. <laughs> and then, then they start going, la, 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 la. Oh, we got to the, the, the open chords like, hey, we're going to pick up 10-year-old girls and they're going to like our band. And this is really gay, yeah. yeah. Like, ah. But brace but you know, yourselves. That's sell records, though, is, you know, catering Dude, to every fuck. But how right. does it still sell fucking records? I don't know, dude. every goddamn band is that. But I'm convinced that Australia is the new breeder gr- breeding grounds for fantastic rock acts. Would be breeder I too. mean, there's always Carnival, who? And Dead Letter Circus, who? Exactly. Now we've got... Strangers. These boys from down under have a great mix of modern, infectious, hard rock along and unexpected melodic passages. This band is a band that you will keep on your toes as much as it gets to you headbanging. Here is the Strangers. Oh boy. Oh my god! Damn! Oh! My neck's already sore. Roots! Bloody Roots! (laughs) What? Dude, this is like, um. Like, uh, what was that band? Hey man, take the shine! Yeah, 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 exactly. Who was that? Filter, I think, who that was. Hey man, 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 man. What is he? What is that song called? Hey man, nice shot. Is that the one you're thinking of? Yeah. Hey man, 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 yeah. That's how it goes, right? Well, his brother was a Terminator too. Hey man, 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 man. It's a cable guy, right? It's that one of the symbol movie, yeah. Oh, look at that guy. He's trying to be like Lemmy. Is this even considered? Ow! Is this even considered metal? I don't know, but it's uh, the hard, the rock and metal of the future. God, I'll tell you, dude, dude, this fuck, fucked. Our future is <laughs> looking pretty shitty. That's old pal's headbanger stage. It's looking the Holy same shit. thing. I'll tell you what, man. I don't know what you're listening to, brah, but the fucking future of Australia doesn't reside at the strangers. That was fucking bad. That was awful. Yes. Oh, this one. That's cool. He's playing a right or a left-handed. Oh, okay. We got two more bands. I was about to say, fuck this. I don't want to listen to the But the left handed strat that he's playing right handed. I love that because that's, you know, I'm going to be. Well, you know why, Eddie? You know why, Eddie? Because he's trying to be a mayor of. uh... No, no, because, Eddie, I was lucky enough to hear some songs from the LA punk rock group Knee High Fox. And while I can't go into many specifics, I can tell you that overall impression that I came away was with that there Rob Zombie with female vocals. Whoa, oh, that's, shit. That sounds like it sucks. Since there hasn't been anyone that I can think of off the top of my head that fits that description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't see them going anywhere but straight up. 
<laughs> I haven't heard of them, and I know they're going to suck. <laughs> well, she doesn't look very punk, does she? No, no one does. She dude. looks fucking lacy. I don't know. Actually, I thought that was a man. <laughs> I honestly it could be. Did. I, don't I know. seriously did. <laughs> Boy, that no- noise right there is making me have to pee. So basically, he said Rob Zombie, so what we're going to expect is... Oh, yeah. Very theatrical. This sounds very punk. Well, I like the Misfits. Dude. Oh, stand down. Out. Yeah. Stand down remote. Is that Rob Zombie singing? I think it is. Dude, again, girl, nice legs. Which she does have nice legs. Kissing another girl, that's where they're trying to sell their records, you know. This is awesome. This sucks. Yeah, that was... Oh, look at that. Dude, this is pop music. Wow, that is very juvenile sound. Very pure But that sounds like something you would hear at the middle school dance, and everybody would be like slow dancing. Or, Yee! Too. Dude, I don't even like Rob Zombie, and that's insulting. That is him. insulting. <laughs> Rob I don't even care about this last band, Tesseract. I saw the Avengers, and that movie sucked. So anything that's renamed after anything that had to do, anything to do with it sucks. And then here's <laughs> fucking. From our friend in Romania who wrote, and uh, sorry, I, 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 oh, man, I didn't write your name down, uh, but yeah, you probably know who you are. Um, he was sharing a band that was from their town, and so from Bucharest, Romania, comes defunct with crack-headed whore. And, you know, this got to be brutal. I mean, defunct, crack-headed whore. Dude, that's that's a lot of intelligent lyrics. Yeah, uh, I bet. Yeah, crackheaded whore. Let's check it out. What's up with all these like? Um, just a second. You still wake up sometimes, don't you? Wake up in the dark. Hear the screaming of the lamb. All right, I gotta stop there for a second. What was your thought first? My thought was, why? What's up with these bands like doing these like movie type intros with like the all the letters coming across all fancy? It's kind of it's. And I was going to add on to that actually. What was it? These bands doing that in addition to the fucking cliche child nursery rhyme bullshit? Yeah, not even scary. In addition to the biggest fucking horror movies you can come up with. Right. Hey, I got an idea. Dude, oh my god. Oh! Mary Had a Little Lamb and fucking Freddy Krueger. Silence of the Lambs. Well, that that was my idea, though. I oh. think we're going to be original, dude. You know, actually, know what? You know what? You know what? No. We're gonna we're really going to set the bar. All right? We're not going to do a nursery rhyme, Eddie. Excuse me. And we're going to do horror. Right. But we're going to combine the two. Oh, oh, I got an idea. I got an idea. Think of it. Wait, Humpty wait. Dumpty. Wait, no. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Isn't that creepy? That's, That's pretty original. No one ever did that. Never. 
Dude, everyone, who's who, who's who to Freddy? Humpty Dumpty had a great hell. And then he cast a spell. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Yeah. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. They fell all the king's horses and hell. all the king's men. Couldn't put them two together again. I got one for you. I got one for you. All right. <laughs> Stole a rip off of somebody here, but Jack and Joe went up the hill, both of the buck in the quarter. Joe came down with two fifty. That fucking whore. <laughs> you remember that? That's that's Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, sorry. I just so yeah, what's with these bands? Like, hey, no, we're gonna put the nursery rhyme in there, and it's gonna sound dude. It's like because we're gonna use Hannibal Lecter. What the fuck, dude? It's this all these movies sucks. that do that too. You know, and, and watch and, some and, goddamn movies. Like, hey. That was like when we talked about that one that one band. Like, hey, any motherfuckers seen the movie Speed? Yeah, Science of the Land is pretty fucking... It's a good movie, but I wouldn't use an intro from it. It's like... That's it's, very cliche. Yeah, it's huge. Like, it's just stupid. Like, say... I don't know. Uh, let's not say. Let's listen. Warning. Explicit lyrics. Mommy you must be 18 or older. I don't think I'm old enough. Well, <laughs> I won't tell your mom if you won't. Oh my! Hold on, we gotta rewind. <laughs> Hear the screaming of the lambs. Is that corn? Do you remember? Wow, That's... that is bad, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, what? These are grown men. I, I, I what? It, first off, why do I have to be eighteen? I, I don't I, know. It, it wasn't it like mommy is a little or mommy is a little whore or something. Got fucked, and then daddy is fucked whore, and then he goes fucked. You know, when you're seventeen, I, you never hear words like that. But as soon as you turn eighteen, well, if you did, like. What is extreme about that? And, and again, as I fucking said, how are grown men? Why are they saying the words "mommy" and "daddy"? Right. I, I just, dude, what, get your head out of your ass. I mean, how is that extreme? <laughs> that that's well, because you know it's they're, they're, it's being creepy because they're pretending like they're a little kid that's that, angry at mommy and daddy. Oh, because that's, that's creepy, right, dude? These <laughs> these people these people are fucking oblivious. They've seen. One too many modern shitty ass horror movies that look like a fucking Adobe After Effects program. It it, it looks like shit, and and then and that's what they're all about. The Ring and all that bullshit. That's what they see and go like, hey, I got a. That's edgy. Yeah, I got a I got a brutal thing. I mean, maybe they're because okay, so they're from Romania. Maybe their English is not that good, but I hate to tell you, bro, good English or not. Mommy and daddy doesn't work. It's not very spooky. No. And it's just grown men, dude. I, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't, honestly, I don't get it how a grown man comes up. Why is a grown man even, how is that even well, vocabulary they, to say mommy and daddy? It, it I just is don't like get that, it. 
almost like a rebirth of you remember in the nineties there's like the corns and the coal chambers and all those really awful Yeah, bands yeah, that's that people what are like, is. dude, this is so extreme. Well Listen. then they did and like they, shit like that where it's like it had like kid kind of Yeah, there crap. was there was a song by the band Coal Chamber. it's like I've oh had Oh my god. It was called Big Truck Awful. Because I had like somebody it, it was awful. like, dude, you gotta listen to this, this is so extreme. And I'm like, he's saying no, big truck. It's not, it's awful. It's aren't not even funny. Same, aren't they the same band that did The Roof, The Roof, The Roof is on I think fire. so, yeah, like yeah. Like they covered or some burn, motherfucker, burn. Man, I, I to grow up in the I 90s. I wanted to burn that, that, that CD. Bad. Yeah, that was awful. Uh, I never had it. It's a better oh, I never burn. had it either. It was a fucking people. You know, hey, All right, well, let's, anyway, let's change the pace of what the fuck because, God damn, this what the fuck has been different, and thank you for that, but God damn, that shit's bad. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was somewhat metal-ish. <laughs> Slap. Where's my sound effect? <laughs> so I just figured this went hand in hand to put under what the fuck. Sodom has a new album. <laughs> Here's a song off it called Stigmatized. It doesn't sound like it, does it? I know. It's just another band. Fast picking. I mean, that's like every Sodom record right there. I don't need it. I don't need it. I mean, I guess that was a good way to end what the fuck because it wasn't that bad. Because goddamn, man, that was some bad shit. I mean, it was different, and I'm I'm thankful for that. So thank you for listening, the people that submitted their stuff. But that's some bad shit. So I don't know. But uh, anyway, going back to some music, this is Ebola with uh, Unholy Trinity.
am proud to welcome Michael Stutzer of Artillery to the show. Thank you for coming on the show, Michael. Thank you very much. It's a real pleasure to, to talk to the American again. We had a, a great trip to America last year or two years ago, so that, that was really good. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you again here soon. Yeah, plan is to come to, come to tour in, in, um, in August and September from the, the 21 of August. August, I think we started in San Diego, and we end up to play in uh, Amityville in uh, New York. Excellent. You know, Artillery has always been a band that had some sort of obscurity that I can't exactly pinpoint. A band that is known by metal fans and a classic within the genre, yet one that has never really been plastered everywhere and one you don't exactly see a a bunch of t-shirts or anything of the like at shows and stuff. Have you intentionally tried to avoid any sort of spotlight and just let people get to know the music and have the music do the speaking? No, not 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 really. But but the, of course, the music is uh, the most important for us. You know, we really love to play the music, and and and, and that's uh, the, the power to to get us on. That's the music. But I think many of the things because artillery has has so many many bad luck situations in in, in our last thirty years. So uh, when we always all, all uh, go to 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 break through. For a little while, there's always happened something, you know. So we got to start start again. But this this time, uh, even if we had to get a new singer and new drummer, we're really gonna play now. That's that's really that's really happened. Some other stuff we're going on, as I told you, on a U.S. tour and a European tour, and we're going to South America again. So and making a new record in June. So so that's happened a lot, much more than than ever. So that that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And in the beginning, the band had a, a grittier sound and a lyrical theme to accompany it, and sometimes even delving into themes about Satan. And as Terror Squad came into play, things progressed to what pretty much was your typical theme for thrash, you know, singing about society, life, and death, etc. Yeah. Why did you abandon the grittier lyrics and sound from the beginning? I think yeah, that's, uh, that, that was uh, how, how our guitar sounded at, at that, that point. And, uh, and the, the, the lyrics for some of the tracks uh, was the older, older guitar player who came up with something like, like Satan and stuff like that. But, but we never really was into it, you know. That was more, more fun, tried to do a, a lot of different things. But we, we tried to keep the, the, the like you said, the, the, the songs like in the trash and, and stuff like that more like a, this, this this way we wanted to do it. Speaking of Terror Squad, I, I must ask about the cover artwork, and maybe you've had people ask about that. Was everyone in the band like truly satisfied with it, or was it something that the, the label kind of put into your f- place and you had to use? To be honest, uh, the record company come, come to us and say, have you got an idea for a cover? And then we draw a sketch of the cover and send it to them and say, we want to do that, but of course in a in a very professional way and stuff like that. And then uh, suddenly after, I think, four, weeks, four months or something like that, they returned to us and said, now we've done the cover. And they used the sketch and they even took some of the colors away. Oh. So so we had never, never agreed on that. But uh, today I think it's, it's fun because it's, it has got a code. People really remember it now because it's so, it's so ugly, <laughs> so they yeah. can remember it. That's yeah. that's fun today, yeah. <laughs> but it was never intended to be that that way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just something you see that you're just kind of like, I don't know if the, you can't see, you know, a bunch of grown men sitting around going, I think that's a really cool artwork. <laughs> I was, yeah. 
It's, but it, yes, like you said, though, it, it becomes it's so out of the ordinary that it almost becomes notable and it probably and it yeah. almost go, works in favors. So it's kind of that's funny how that works. I, re- I remember there was a magazine who uh, who took it like the, the 10 worst covers in the world and it was <laughs> on the second place. So that's. Then that's that's great in a in a way also you know that's fun yeah yeah ten Wars covers but the the music is at, at totally a different level and that's yeah. what really matters I hope that. <laughs> It probably wasn't the same article, but I came across something that was similar. Just someone listing, uh, you know, as it was, bad metal covers. And when it came to yeah. Artillery's Terror Squad, it was just like, once you get past the cover, you get to the music. The music's really top-notch. It's great. Yeah. But, the, yeah, just the cover, something <laughs> happened. So now we know. <laughs> now now you know the story. <laughs> exactly. You know, I had I had read that there were frustrations surrounding Terror Squad. I was un- unaware yeah. of this. What exactly were such such frustrations? Yeah, you, you know, uh, when we recorded the, the album already in 1986, and uh, <clears throat> the label had had some trouble at that time with Venom because they had used a lot of money on. Yeah, I can't even remember what album it was, but the, the album didn't sell, so they had to to gain a lot of money before they could re- release our album. So uh, we had to wait uh, over a year before it came out. And it was really frustrating to, to all people. We had sent it to uh, by fact to us, a great album, great album, when can we buy it? <laughs> you know, that's that's really breaks the band of the, at, that mo- at that point. In 1998, a, a CD was released which compiled the early demo materials of Artillery. It was, and it was called uh, Deadly Relics. However, much yeah. to my surprise, it was missing the entire We Are the Dead demo and did not feature all the tracks from a Fear of Tomorrow demo. Why was this collection not complete? It was because of the record label at that point didn't, didn't want to use all. They was planning to do it at number two, Dead Relics. But, oh. but it never happened. There should have been the rest of the demos on, on there. But it never, it never happened. So we use it on um, on the first uh, box set we did with um, with uh, Missile Mind. Mm-hmm. That was all the, the tracks on there. And looking at that disco- the Metal Mind box set, I, it was almost kind of confusing. Um, but I I did read that the demo material was complete; that it did have all the tracks. Is that so, or is that just misinformation? No, this is just all the, the tracks on the Fear of Tomorrow demo is on on, on Missile Mind's box set. The, the only thing that's missing on that is is uh, four tracks in 1992. Uh, it was only Morton and Peter was back in the band. Okay. The, the band broke up there, so uh, so that was the only demo that was not, not was not used because we wanted to use some of the songs on uh, the two later albums, When Dead Comes and My Blood. And if you you see that, that's that's two songs on. From that demo there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was unaware of that. That's cool. You know, most yeah. mostly on the earlier demos and the pre-reunion albums, you always had a very unique vocalist in the band, and had had you sought after a more unique voice for the band, or was it just happenstance that you always came in contact with such a unique vocalist? Yeah, we always tried to to get a, a, an original vocalist who fits the kind of way we play play. Uh, the riffs and stuff like that, and that, that's mainly because we don't want to want to sound like uh, you know. There's so many people who who using uh, a singer who growling all the time, mm-hmm. or, or else it's, it's very 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 poppy. So we have we wanted to have someone in between, you know, like for example the bands like like uh, Savatars or something like that. 
the, the way the, the usual melody but still is, is heavy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And had it at any point served as any sort of detriment to the band's exposure or interest from labels? Uh, yeah, there was was a very different opinions about. But you know, I remember one of the first uh, things we heard when we started playing in 1982. There was people say say to us, "You almost sounded like a a punk punky motorhead." Really? <laughs> so, so that was fun. <laughs> they, they didn't call us fat metal in, in the start because. In Denmark, uh, not many people even have heard about uh, Metallica Slayer or anything like that in, in 1982. But, but, but in, in 1984 or 5 or something like that, they, they started to call us a fast band. <laughs> so we never thought about that. We just played the music, you know, for, to have fun and, yeah. and, and try to sound different from the other Danish band who was very copy, for, except the uh, Mystical Fate, of course. But, yeah. But the old other band was, was very, very in our opinion, very wimpy at that time. <laughs> so do, we want to, to do it more rough. And I think you accomplished that. It's definitely, uh, for me, I, I, I think that the vocals are one of the biggest uh, attractions for me because it is so different. It isn't, I mean, it, it isn't like it's trying to be uh, a straight-up sing. It isn't trying to be like a straight-up yell, but it's uh, it's no. a thing of its own. And, and I, I think that that attitude to try something different without trying to make a completely different style of music because everything's been so overdone yeah. these days, people don't see the simplicity to putting their own touch to a musical style, much like having, how about we have a vocalist that sound, you know, he has a very unique sounding voice. Why don't we use that rather than we just get everything and just use the same criteria and the same formula that works for everything else. And that's kind of how I feel a lot of people are nowadays. And they, they don't, they lack. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the funny thing is, the newest vocalist we have now, he's uh, sounding even closer to to the early days of Fleming than uh, than our previous singer Theron did. So that, that's that's really really fun to see when we're out to play now. People are really watching and say, "Oh, he's, he's sounding a bit more like Fleming." So that, that's 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 okay. <laughs> you know, what was the reason for the band's initial disbanding? At, at first, uh, we we disbanded the. In 1991, I think it was, because of uh, Fleming, our singer, he, he didn't want to tour. So every time we got a tour up, he, he cancelled it. He cancelled it and said, I can't do it. So so, so at, at last, I think the record company they lost their patience because every time there was, was a chance to get out to play, uh, we couldn't do it. So that, that was the main reason for us when we started up in 2007. Uh, to, to get a new singer and said, if you ever going to play uh, and go out to play with it, that we really love to do, so have, we have to get a new singer. Mm. So that was the only choice, if, if the band should, should still go on. And there was also a second disbanding that actually was really short-lived uh, after a reunion in 1999. What happened uh, with that? And that was the same situation. Uh, at, at that point, the band was more like a, a project, you know, because... Uh, Fleming was only in, into sing on the album because he could get some money to sing, and we only play one gig in Copenhagen and, and the Wacken Festival in Germany, and then he says he, he didn't want to do it. So that was that was, uh, was was hard. So it took us uh, almost five or six years before we we got the guts to go on and say now we do it with, with another singer. And then since we did that, we have been stable and played since 2007. I think we played about. Uh, 
200, 250 concerts or something like that. So that's really a position. I think it would be safe to see, well, it's definitely a fact that, you know, Fleming was definitely your longest running and probably, as you could uh, label it, classic vocalist. Yeah. You know, you've obviously, he came back in the band and we've, you know, found out why, you know, he, he kept coming on and co- going off. But uh, do you keep yeah. in touch, is there kind of any bitterness in between you guys? Do you keep in touch at all? Is, I mean, what is he involved doing currently musically or even personally these days? You know, I, I really don't think he, he, he wants to play metal anymore at all because he, he after he, um, he quit the artillery he started to play some Beatles cover and, uh, and now I, I know he's, he's going on to play on um, you know weddings and stuff like that he's a acoustic guitar and sings so he really really never had it in his blood you know the middle thing I, I kind of uh, think that, that we we push him to sing the way he did because he had never sing in middle before or ever since so, so that was, was difficult. I think we are still in it because we love it. We have it in, in the soul, you know, in the heart. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the main point. And the, the two new guys we, we play with now, they are so much into to the band and, and all that's going on. So it's really a pleasure to play now. It's yeah, so absolutely. much fun. Yeah, you have to have like-minded people in order to be a success with stuff, and you know, it just takes one person to really bring it down or put a negative yeah. look on things and just make it not the fun that it really is anymore. Because it's going to be so frustrating because every time you open some doors, he closed them again. So that was, that was, hard. That was a hard decision, but that was the only right, right one if you wanted to continue playing music. Yeah, and speaking of dedication and frustrations, do you find it easier as a member standpoint having your brother Morton in the band as opposed to any other member with the, who has no relation to you, or perhaps it's the contrary? No, I think uh, Morton and me have a, a very good, uh, good uh, kind of relationship. It, it was funny because in, in the start of the band, it, it was not so good because we were more positive going in the the, the two directions, you know. So it's, it's been more and more and really good now. So I'm, I'm the, the guy, you know, who's more up to, to have, uh, have fun. Morten is a more guy who sits home and, and uh, makes songs all the time. But uh, now it's, it's really good and we have really fun. You know, assuming that uh, artillery isn't uh, the, your full-time job or anything, what do you do as a living, you know, as a profession outside of making music? Yeah, that's funny. We, if you could live it, only play this kind of music, we would do it. But oh, yeah. I, I would say we, we, it's, it's gone really gone going better and better all the time. But in, now I'm I'm working in a, in believe it or not in a, in a in supermarket. I take in a, you know controlling all the the stuff who's coming in and see this it's, it's, is is all the stuff okay. and uh, and tell the, the the different ways to go with it and stuff like that. Okay. Keeping an uh, account on it. And that helps you so probably get off time for tours and stuff too, huh? Yeah, but, but uh, you can see uh, last year I used, uh, I think it was six, six weeks of my holiday, all six, to, to go out to play. <laughs> yeah, that's how <laughs> and, it's always done. <laughs> yeah, and this, this year we're going to use more time than we have holiday in. And uh, we pay that for ourselves, you know. Of course, we, we earn some money to play. So... Uh, we, we have to, got to, to do it this way because we really want to do it. We have so so much energy. We want to get out of it because in, in the early days you couldn't play so much. So we have to to get back to it now. 
So that, that's that's really good. You know, we're going to be in the United States for um, I think it's twenty twenty four jobs. I think. Wow. So so that's the first time we we on a so a so big tour in US. So that's something we're really looking forward to do. Oh, great! Well, congratulations on that. That's good to hear. Yeah, and we're gonna gonna play with the with the uh, the Irish band called Gamma Bomb. Oh, okay. And, and the two and the two American bands, founded uh, founded by Blood, I think, and um, Fueled by Fire. Okay, great. Uh, and how can how can people keep up to date on the tour? Yeah, we already oh, uh, have done some official uh, of, of the of the dates, but there's gonna be a full. Uh, announcement very soon. If okay. you look at our Facebook site, you can see there. Okay, and uh, and the official website, you can also find it there. Yeah, also there. Okay, and and what's the address to the official website? The official uh, website is uh, just at theory, uh, dot com dk. Okay, cool. And I'll have a, I'll post that link too on our page, so uh, fans can also keep track of that. Yeah. Are you still? I can also send it send it to you uh, with mail, so if you have it there. Great. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I would like to post that for our fans so they can, you know, anyone that's hearing this and interested to keep following, uh, they, they, they can do yeah. so. Are you still currently following the happenings of metal, or do you kind of still just stick to your old music collection? No, I do both things, I think. I still hear a lot of the old things, but I'm also, you know, keeping up with what's going on with the newer bands. Like, for example, Evil, founded by Bud, of course, and, and, and bands like, like those. I always check up to here what they are up to Gamma Bomb we're gonna play with. So I, I think I keep keep listening to, to to what it is. But of course some of my favorite albums is still are some of the old bands but that's that's how it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I still uh, listen to uh Rain Buffer Slayer for example a lot. Boundary <laughs> Lot with Exodus. That's still some of my favorite from from that area. So. It's always just good to notice that we, you know the older bands uh, that their passion for metal still is there. We, you you hear it, it's just pretty much the same story. You hear a lot of times where people they lose their interest in metal toward, but yet they're still in a band, and it's just like, well, how am I supposed to be into your band and you know relate to you if you don't exactly follow metal and stuff anymore? You know, it's it's kind of an odd thing. I, I think that if, mm-hmm. if if you're still not a yeah, fan of metal, I so know, I, I know what you mean. Also, also because there's a lot of, of bands who, who really didn't have the passion for to play but just do it for sometimes and get it money and stuff like that yeah, absolutely I, I think we, we really have the heart to do it because I know people will really tell us that they enjoy us but play because it seems like we really love to do it and that's, that's I think it's very, very important. That's great, and that's very respectable. You know, I found it interesting that I had I had read an interview with uh, ex drummer Carsten uh, Nielsen. I I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, yeah. It, it was about some sort of poll you had on your website asking fans what their favorite album was by Artillery, and the same question mm-hmm. was imposed on him. I'm curious, what is your favorite Artillery album? Ooh, that's really difficult because I have. <laughs> I have really a good relationship to all of them, except uh, uh, Beck, because Beck was, was done in a, in a very bad period. But I think Fear of Tomorrow was very good because uh, for us it was our debut album. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really big to get your first album out. Right. That was good because I think, think we, we really, really got some good songs on it. And Brian Harrison, because it was the first uh, really breaking album for us. And then I think then I would say... Uh, 
uh, when Death Comes was also really good because it was, was the first album after our, our comeback. And My Blood, of course, us, we, we love to play it. But I, I think the, the, the new one is going to be better than, than My Blood because there comes so, so much new impressions and so much power in it in the band again. I'm really looking forward to see that. We just recorded two songs, you know, because we are uh, negotiating with, with some new record labels. So um, and the, the, those two songs, the people who had heard them as said it was, was a combination of, of Terror Score and, and Brian Harrison's so that's, that sounds cool. So yeah, let's excellent. see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's always good to hear great feedback when you're excited about something, too. Yeah. Our listeners have heard time and time again me close an interview with asking our guest about the song we'll play next. And so I'm, I'm not going to stir away from this. And so in closing, I have, to, I have chose Deeds of Darkness from the 1984 Deeds of Darkness demo. Yeah. What served okay. as an inspiration for this song and, and which of the three versions is your favorite? Oh, yeah. That's, that's also sweet. The, 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 the funny thing with Jesus with Dance is that's uh, the only song, Lyrical, uh, we, we, we wrote all, all together because we were sitting in, in Carsten's uh, apartment and had, a, had some beer and stuff like that and just watched, uh, uh, you know, a horror movie. And then uh, we got that idea, hey, we're going to make a really crazy song. <laughs> <laughs> and then it happened out of the blue. And it was really strange because we should read the lyrics. It's, it's, it's very, very obscuring lyrics. So that, that was a fun song. And we, we still play that song from time to time. We have three or four songs from Future Tomorrow. We, we, we take one of this on one concert and then pick another one. So we still play some of those songs. So that, that's cool. That's great to hear. That that's actually probably my favorite artillery song. So, <laughs> okay, great to hear. <laughs> yes, that's, that's also a song. I, I think was one of the first artillery songs. So that's a, it's a very old song. I think it was written all the way back in uh, in the end of 1983. Oh. So it's, it's a very old song. It's cool when that stuff lives on. You, you don't expect it at the time to be, you know, live on to be such a classic or a fan favorite or. Or anything really yeah. at the time of creation. So it's really it's really neat. Uh, it's only a, a song also who has a, a very lot of, uh, of tempo changes and stuff like that. So yes. it was very ex- experimental for for us at that time. I thought artillery always kind of kept the tempos and or even if it was a constant tempo, always kept it interesting though. Like with a you know a good drum beat or something. There was always I think the talent and abilities were band wide whether than you know you had just one really great guitar player or something with crazy riffs but yet of just a simple bass yeah. snare thrash beat or something it was just like no everyone had was up to par and that that's one of the most enjoyable things for me for artillery that's great to hear because we always wanted to make fools of the song not about it's a good guitar uh, solo always a good singing or we have to always say it had to be a good song and yeah. that includes all things are working so that's really cool to say that i'm very glad to hear that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'm, I'm glad to listen to it <laughs> good
That was embalming theater with penis and a fruit punch. And I think that Eddie really wishes that wasn't his fruit punch. <laughs> I know. Some salty fruit punch for me. <laughs> but they sing a lot about like, like pretty fucked up like stories that are actually true. At least in that split that that came from, like they make note of where they got the story from. Oh no shit! And it was somebody actually, put their cock in the fruit punch and like served. Um, it, it was like legitimate, like like there was like a fruit punch that had a fucking dick in it. Oh. And unfortunately, the dude drank the fruit punch before he found out there was a dick in it. That's what the liners notes say. Oh. I love when bands do that. So if Embalming Theater ever gets like a hold of this podcast, please like keep doing that in your records. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eddie really likes it. That's right. <laughs> I, I don't have it in my butt, though. So a fan wrote us and was just wondering if there are any bands that myself and Eddie listened to when we were younger that makes us cringe when we think about them and if we could discuss them on Hellcast. And, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Um, Go first, Eddie. (laughs) Well, right. uh, I'll push you. Okay. So, like, when you're younger, though, the thing of it is, and I probably didn't set that up. When you're, like, in third grade. Like, that's probably going back too far. No, maybe not. I mean, if you were... I was... Well, you know what makes me cringe? Like, maybe a little off subject, but it's like, you listen to the first couple... Now, this is not underground at all, but you listen to the first few Van Halen records, and then Sammy Hagar joins. I was in the car the other day. Someone else was driving, so I was prisoner to the shitty fucking song. And it was that, Why Can't This Be Love? And I was just like, oh, yeah. oh like, wanted to stick my head out the window and barf. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... As far as underground, though, I don't know. Let me. I have to think for a moment. Underground, like underground bands that like make me cringe now. No, no, no. That that wasn't the question. Just like bands when you were younger. Oh. that you were into because you were younger and your filter was not so strong as it is now. They, you know, you, well, right, let me get it. like how young? Because when like, I was what fuck, whenever you were in the metal, like when I was, I mean, I was pretty in the music, like not like collecting records, but in tune. Yeah. Appreciating music when I was like six, you know, I I really love. I was very young too. Mountain right? Mississippi Queen. I fucking that's a great to my tune. Dad, listen to my dad's record every day. I scratched his record. You know, I went through his record collection. I was into that stuff, and then like he would listen to the classic rock station here, and like I was really into that stuff. And then yeah, metal was introduced into my life. Sacred Reich was one of the actually. The first metal band I uh, to yeah that I knew of the first metal band that I heard really I'm Sacred sure, Reich wow. yeah yeah I, that I heard that I was aware that was metal I'm I mean I heard Sabbath and stuff before that but I didn't know I just that was classic rock to me I didn't know what that was like not even know? Maiden or Priest or anything no wow well, a Priest probably because it was on the classic rock station but again right you just that was never metal to me i didn't right. know that to be metal to right. me metal was way more extreme than that so sacred reich was the first thing that i comprehended as and yeah it makes me cringe because white zombie was another one yeah. that was when i was really young that was exposed to me and i heard that and yeah i i, I mean when you're really young you don't anything heavy i was really in the search of something heavy what i would do when i was a kid is and maybe I told this story on Hellcast before, but uh, BMG. Oh yeah, yeah, you get the free stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, they would give you the catalogs, right? And I lived outside of Cleveland, far outside of it, 
to where you had to drive everywhere. And right. when you're a kid, you how are you going to find out about this shit? And I didn't I mean, I had like friends, but no one that was in the metal. So it was really me and my brothers. So we were all kind of discovering shit as a whole. And the BMG, I mean, there was no internet at that time. So I was utilizing like, yeah, the BMG catalog, looking at shit in there. And I think I did tell this story before because like, yeah, I saw like Twisted Sister in there and stuff. And that was where I, I would like make notes of stuff. I would read the description and I would go and check it out. At a local, at a used store in Cleveland. Yeah. Where you could listen before you bought it. It was a used store, so you could pop the CDs in. Right, right. And we, I would go up there with like a list of 20 bands, and that's how I'd find out about stuff. And I was way more lenient. And there was actually kind of a lot of stuff because I was, you know, I was young trying, I didn't really give a shit to fit in, but I kind of sort of, as a kid, you want to fit in. Yeah, you do. So there was people because you loving. think everybody else around you is just as yeah genuine as you are, but then you realize right. They're so, and not. so like people were loving like corn, limp biscuit. This is the nineties. I was in school, so I was like, all right. So I remember there was like rockabilia. Or what the fuck that horrendous site that takes forever to send you your stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like Limp Biscuit stuff, and I was always like a little. I was a young entrepreneur. <laughs> I was always trying to sell people stuff, so I was like, "Hey, I can get you a Limp Biscuit shirt," and I was like, kind of like grabbing pictures and stuff, and like I would hang it up, like you know, I like this or something. But I never even knew what it sounded like for the most part. Right. But I, I wanted to like it because like that's what people in my class were liking. But I never heard it. And then when I heard it, I was kind of like, I don't yeah. like this. <laughs> I you know I really an urge within me then even was like, ah, I don't like this. This is rap. And so. That makes me cringe to even admit that. But, I mean, it's a true story, and, you know, a lot of people have a, a, probably maybe a, maybe a similar story. I don't know, but I've got that's kind of – but yeah. you, you, you and I are different generations. So that would be kind of sort of me. I mean, there was a bunch of shit, really. I, I, I can't even really pinpoint one band in specific. I mean, that would definitely be one, though. I mean, it was like I said, I just looked through the BMG catalog and stuff. Grew up around a lot of stuff that I, I I absolutely hated. I was totally alone, like at school. I had my own fucking lunch table. I was the coolest person. What the fuck that? <laughs> I know. when I was, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I was just gonna say. So like you know, people are loving Nirvana and saying all this shit and all that's metal. And for a while there, yeah, like I would say White Zombie would be the biggest thing that I cringed at that I legitimately at one point liked, but. I, I wouldn't really take too much offense to it that I ever did like it because it's not awful. That and I think that the, the first record. The, I think that Rob well, Zombie, regardless of how shitty of his music and bad of movies he's made, he is he's genuine in a way. Yeah, and oh, I sure. and there's there's a respect value and sorry to say that on the air, and actually and then. But I will save this until after you say yours. Well, when I was a kid, second, third grade, I bought Def Leppard Pyromania on vinyl. 
I'm sorry. Yes, exactly. You know, but that was like my first introduction to hard rock. They had Friday night videos in the 80s, and I think I saw one of their videos for uh, Me and My Wine or something. It wasn't on that record. So I went and bought it because, you know, it's guys screaming in the microphone. Shortly after that. He's screaming, pour some sugar on me. Well, it, it was way before that. It was and when they was still had 10 arms. Too. <laughs> Shut up. It was when they still had 10 arms. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what has nine arms and sucks Suck shit. Yeah. So, and then I got yeah, into Maiden and Priest, which I was like, yeah, fucking I love this. And the Scorpions. But then my my friends that were on the Fringe that I, I hadn't gotten into the, to, to meet some of the guys that I started. I got into this band uh, called Perpetrator or some something stupid like that. And the drummer and a couple other guys, they were into like Rat and Motley Crue. And they started to like the new crew stuff. So I was like, wow, I would listen to it to be like, wow, these guys. Same thing like you. It wasn't like I was trying to be cool. It was like, well, if we're going to play this sort of stuff, I guess. And I just fucking hated it. And then I remember one time I showed up to band practice and there was a third guitar player there. And I was like, I guess I'm out, huh? <laughs> and it was, it was so refreshing as I looked back. I was like, God, I fucking hated that stuff. So then, you know, after that point, I, I went really stuck to my grounds. It was all like thrash, death. Yeah, hardcore shit like that. And then into the 90s, I moved to North Carolina. Nobody listened to that. Everybody was into like winger and shit like that. I was like, oh, that's awful. And then that whole grunge, chug a lug a corn thing, and a lot of the guys I was hanging out with. Yeah, I always hated that shit. That's what they were listening to. And I, I, I would listen to it with them, and I was just like, you know, you'd be like, ah, yeah, that's wire. And, and I, I, I hear that stuff now, and I, I was like, man, I was wasting my time listening to this shit. You know, yeah. and it's you're hanging out with your bros, whether they're, you know, whatever they liked is what they like. But it was, it was like at times, it's like, oh, this is fucking awful. And I would almost catch myself like tapping a foot to it because it's music and it's a tempo. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Even when I was going on, I was like, this is awful. This is stupid. And then, you know, went away to college and it, it kind of, I kind of went back and, you know, that. You know, and I actually got into White Zombie. Then the first that I don't know there was our first record that Lux Sex or Sisto or whatever. No, that's not the first one. Yeah, there was something before that, but it was no like three records before that. Yeah, see, I don't know anything. The, I, the drunk guy. We we always refer like my brothers and I. We always refer to it as the drunk guy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, literally, he's like ah, yeah. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. Ah, he's really fucking. He was drunk. He had that's a bad hope. At least it was that bad. <laughs> but I, you know. And one came to mind because I remember there was a, a station here. I think every fucking city had a Z-Rock or whatever. And we had one. And I remember listening to that. And Typo Negative. That was the first time I heard that. And then I heard them more often on like the local, the mainstream rock station at night. Like Christian Woman and stuff. Yeah. And oddly, I was attracted to it, but I didn't like it. But I just bought a CD anyway, Bloody Kisses. Yeah. And it grew on me, and I ended up liking it. And I'm going to save that thought, but there was also a point I never really i don't think i ever legitimately liked anything i'm totally ashamed of because like there's it's a white zombie thing it's just yeah you're a kid you don't know and you don't filter things and even when i did listen to it i didn't really like it 
I didn't feel a liking towards it. And then when I got older and started playing guitar and was trying to form a band, this was high school. Then I was trying to form Crucified Mortals. Who? And, uh, and then I had some kid playing guitar. And I remember like the stuff was so fast. And he's like, I was like, well, you know, what, what's the problem? Because we were trying to record a demo. Yeah. He couldn't. He's like, I was like, what's these songs are easy? What's the problem? He's like, well, they pick fast. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean pick fast? Like, it's metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, let me give you an example. And he started playing Iron Man. He's like, that's what I'm used to. I'm just like, so what are you trying to say? <laughs> right, right. Like, you don't listen to metal or what? <laughs> It's like, well, he's like, no, I just don't know these bands. Like, I thought everyone knew Creator. Pleasure to Kill was like my all-time favorite album when I was fucking 15. You know, I wanted to be... I, I lit off that boy that was over here earlier. I think you were fucking 15 when I showed up. Yeah. Uh, so, so shit like that. So I, I don't know. I, it really wasn't anything... I, I, I would say, and this is where this segment's going to go, uh, Pantera was one of the things. I, I liked that. And a writer wrote, he was asking that, uh, you know, we rip on Phil Anselmo a lot, but he feels that for himself, that because Phil Anselmo is admittedly like a fan of black metal, death metal and stuff, that from him wearing shirts of Venom so on and so forth, because I can't think of any other bands that I've seen more shirts of, that that helped him get into more extreme bands and help him find himself. And for that, he respects Phil Anselmo. And I got to tell you, I relate to that scenario 100% because I did the same damn thing. I was actually, when when I was talking about that typo negative CD I bought, Bloody Kisses, I remember I looked through the thanks list. Who they thanked. Phil on so yeah, because they toured with Pantera. I well think. they didn't thank Pantera. I knew who Pantera was before Typo they, Negative. Thank Phil. But yeah, they probably did. But uh, that, I knew who they were before that. Uh, right. what was I was getting at? But I and I started looking at who they were thanking. And like they thanked like immolation and stuff. So I was like I started checking them out. I went to that store and stuff. I, I was like making a list. It's like who are these bands? And I totally agree. Like from a thanks list shirts that guys are wearing like you're totally oblivious so you look up to who you knew to to lead you through and so sorry phil (laughs) we really ripped on you but you know i I think i do give the guy some sort of respect oh you got it i mean he's been in how many successful bands you know he's got the tough guy image which isn't hey at least he's tougher than half the shit that we're listening to for sure (laughs) And, and i'm sure that's really who he is i don't think it's an act that's just who he is and you know, it's like sometimes I look back and I'm like, because I used to listen to Pantera too, and sometimes I'm like, I like Cowboys. I like, I like Cowboys. That's a good I'll still admit that I like that. It, it's, it's before like the the the. It wasn't full and I liked, tough guy shit. There was some of the, he, even though he did some of that whispering stuff on it. There was a couple. Oh, of, I hate that though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's annoying. One of the records was after that anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean that stuff's all who who makes you who you are, and you learn something about yourself by listening to stuff that you look back and go, ugh. We're right, right, because because me like as um, Adam the, the the fan was writing, 
What, what was something that we had more of a stepping stone than Metallica and stuff? Metallica wasn't a fucking stepping stone for me at all. I didn't even know who the fuck they were till a while. And even when I did know, I was just like, this isn't even that good. I don't, I don't, I didn't think it was that good. I, I think I, I, I got never, into Slayer I, before I got into Metallica. I didn't even like Slayer when I was a kid. I was just like, that's that band that everyone likes. Like, I, I didn't, I was more interested in finding out. Well, this is also different stuff. Thirteen years. Yeah, you know. no, you got a totally different thing. I, you know, like even Maiden stuff. I was like, I don't know. That's not heavy enough for me. I, it was so weird. I, it, it came at a different point. So, of course, there's going to be things that you know, any kid that's listening to the show right now. I mean, of course, there's going to be shit you're going to hear. You, that that's the key to it. There's though. probably kids that are like think Black Sabbath sucks because. Well, maybe, but the. There's that's the key to it though. Any kid that is listening, that you're gonna be around your insert whatever popular shitty trendy band is now here, that you're probably gonna forcefully like because you, well, you're in school, you want to fit in in some sort, but you're gonna be if you're strong enough to be yourself and get through it and maintain that yourself. Then you will find you will find it. You just need to keep looking. And if you're listening to Hellcast, then we'll fucking help you. Right. But you know, and and that and never stop that because yeah, that, that's, that's were, what keeps you alive. That's what keeps you well, on. Right. And keep striving for. Well, you need to be as a, a, as the stupid phrase and trendy preppy whatever phrase is. Keep it real. You need to uh, uh, because and and that's the thing that I always did as a kid. There were no fucking podcasts. There was hardly even a radio station. Or, I didn't even know about any college radio station. I was alone. I was fucking alone. You know, yeah. I had brothers, but we were. They like stuff differently than I did, so like I was, I was seriously alone, finding my own shit. So yeah, you stick to your gun, and you look at thanksless whatever. You will find out stuff. And today it's so much interesting, so much different. So so yeah, there's definitely stuff I cringed at. I I, I think I gave enough examples. I, I I wish there were more. I can't think of anything. Uh, so you know. Yeah, there's yeah. I, I was lucky. I had that band that lived down the street from me. They were called Rothschild. They became Rothschild America, and they were in a plethora of different types of music. And then them torn with other bands, and you know, had some exposure there. Um, but yeah, definitely you and I different uh, generations for for what sure. music that we look back. But like like we said, you it all makes you who you are. Keep striving. You'll find some. That, look at me. I'm, I'm going to be 40 like in two weeks, three weeks. And they keep. How many times do I come down here like with $150 in my pocket because I'm buying more <laughs> records from. Yeah, you're taking recommendations yeah. from me and me. Anyway, so. um, Void Meditation Cult. A lot of people have been waiting. When is that shit not going to be available on tape? I want that on LP. Well, your wait is no longer. Void Meditation Cult and Sperm Antichrist, both demos available on LP. I'm not going to get into the technicalities of why both of those are on there, but they're related. Let's just say that. They're available on LP, picture disc, black and clear vinyl, available at Hell's Headbangers. Get it now.
Blood Stigmata, Nothing Left But Ashes. That was the submission. And before that was Crypt, Crypt Rip or Crypt Trip. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> say uh, it either way, fast. that was also another submission. So thank you for that. Uh, hopefully we can help you out there. Hopefully we'll find you some fans. If not, sorry. <laughs> you know, earlier we did what the fuck <laughs> and busher babies came up and eddie was admiring the scenery and i was making my off comments and how i'm fucking just really perturbed disgusted just i don't know not feeling it about how there's always fucking female front women that they just don't belong there yeah and it's so fucking annoying and i had a a goddamn magazine sitting in my office here and then it migrated to the bathroom because uh i didn't take out the trash really realistically but it was for the segment honestly that it's just it was chicks posing with guitars and it was specifically for a magazine they advertised it as metal chicks and it's just like come the fuck on yeah because it's dude it's so fucking fake None of those women. It's fake are and it's cliche, and none. Of, yeah, right. I mean, you're you're selling. We talked about it before, but you're selling to some fucking weak-minded guy that can't get laid ever. You're selling to his dick. I mean, why? I honestly, actually, that is a. It's actually a. It, it's a huge turnoff. I think because I don't want to be associated with someone that's clearly not into what they are trying to represent. They're truly just trying to be a model. Like, I'm just this hot metal girl. And it's just like, first off, no, you're not. <laughs> Second off, this is fucking annoying. Yeah, you're never going to see them at the show where... Uh, what happened to your, are your headphones fucked up? Yeah, I got half of a speaker on my left going. How about now? All right, here we go. Right, here we go. Hey, we're back. All right. So, yeah, annoying metal bitches. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's fucking annoying. It, it, it's 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 fake, and I think that for women that truly are into music, it disrespects them because I, I think so too. It does because they're they're really it's all flashy. It's this and that and this, and I you know the women I've seen that I could say they're truly into metal. They aren't like this big flashy thing that yeah you're showing off your body like it's just everything like you're opening like a playboy or something they're showing off their bodies and stuff it's like dude this is fucking stupid and and i think that like that band and everything it's just it's a fallacy it's fucking ridiculous and most of the time there aren't a lot of middle i mean i hate sorry lady any lady that listens to the show but a lot of people a lot of them that say they're like truly into metal they're not. They're not. I mean, don't <laughs> don't get this wrong. There are hot chicks that sh- that like metal. Who gives and, a fuck show, about that? But it's it, these ones that you're talking about. Yeah, and exactly. Who gives a shit? It, it's so fake, so pushed. It, it's like when you hear those people are like, "Oh, you're you you know you're in a metal band or you like metal." Well, I like uh, throwing your you know Nickelback or something, and it's like, oh, that's fucking not. You know, there's this like fake kind of like I want to get on your good side because you're like dark and scary and and that's kind of what these magazines under like when Guitar World or whatever it is um, puts out the the, the gear yeah and they got like penthouse you know and that's whatever cool if that floats your boat whatever but it is very contrived very fake 
very plastic. Well, and, honestly, if I think you're, if I, it, honestly, if you're looking through a magazine like that and you're like going like, oh yeah, or I really, well, I, or if you're like disagreeing with us, going like, but, but I like it, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> Whatever, but no, I mean, I, I think because. Well, it's for that thirteen-year-old kid that can't go get a Playboy, and well, then it's that kid. All right. Well, there's yeah. a thirteen-year-old kid, but if you're an adult, you're a yeah. fucking loser. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you're listening right now, and you're like, oh, well, I really like that edition of whatever magazine that yeah. had all the girls in there with the guitars. Sorry, brah, you're a fucking loser. Yeah, <laughs> holding them like they've never held I, a guitar yeah, before in their just, life. It's yeah, right. It, it's. It's so pla- I think it's insulting to the women that are really into metal or just music or just women in general. You, you know what else is kind of <laughs> annoying when you see those like revolver type magazines um, and, and you see the like the article, the 10 hottest chicks in metal. And it's like, right. It's so stupid. None of those women it, are in the metal. Or, or maybe they're like singers of bands, but maybe they're not like super metal band. You know, it's it's like I and then who gives bear. a fuck if they're hot. I mean, can they play? Can they sing? That's really all that matters. Right. And there might be a couple like that are good looking that are in band, but then it's like, but who fucking cares? It's not about them. It's but about then the music. It becomes about the image, and right. everything's fucking image, and it, that's the bullshit thing that we always we preach between a lot of the bands. Like, it, yeah, everything. It's the image, image of the person, not of the band or the collectively. Yeah, it's image like, is cool, right? But if it's if it's like, well, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my heart on because of watching this, you're just kind of like. Well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, you know, go to the titty like, bar or something. Yeah, I, I, yeah, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But that's fucking stupid. I, I think, and yeah, I think that any woman that legitimately is into metal, it gives them a bad rap because then anyone thinks it's like, well, you know, you know, they need to dress like this and do that, and they wear about, short skirts and right. It's yeah. like so. It, it really. It's just it's just annoying because I saw I don't remember what it was I think it was like Metallion some French magazine and they had that like the the women's metal catalog it's like none of these women are in the metal period and if they are they like the shit that we play on what the fuck <laughs> 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 that's just what it is I'm sorry yeah. but that's just what it is and I've met people that are legitimately in the metal music that are women and and I think it's an insult to them. And that's why I'm speaking about it. I think I told you the one time uh, girl I work with saw stickers on my case I carry to work. and uh, Listen, Rex. No, no, different one. Oh. And uh, I told her about the late night butcher. So she watched the video and she came up and she was I like, don't know what that is. I don't either. She said, man, that reminds me of old school creator or slayer or something like that. But I know she said creator because I remember I was like, oh, that's going to give Craig a hard on. And who? Reaper. Oh, done. <laughs> Anyhow, that story fizzled, but you get the point. <laughs> it fizzled pretty bad. <laughs> why? Why would it? I, I, you give me more credit than I guess I deserve because I, I, I honestly, I wouldn't really even give a shit. Well, no, but it was cool that somebody actually had the intelligence that. So, like, she's really in the metal, and she was, you know. She, do you know what I mean? Like, so someone like that is gonna, yeah. As long as you're really into me, I really don't give a shit what you like. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Seriously, I'm seriously, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't give a fuck. I mean, if you're true to yourself and true to your own, then that's all I give a fuck about. I, I could really give a shit. So we often speak about oblivious people, 
and we were just talking about oblivious people, <laughs> the women, the, the 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 chicks of metal, and so I think it's very proper to end the show this way of a very oblivious person, and here is a new death metal. A new death metal band formed by John Hand on rhythm, rhythm, and John Hand Jr. on drums. Original death, scream, bloody gore album member here to fill a current void in corpse grinding death metal. Hope everyone likes. So basically, this is the dude that has the sun in his eyes that's pictured on screen bloody gore. Yes, folks, he's taking credit for being the guitar player on that album. Well, as we all know, he didn't play guitar on that album. So what the fuck does he know about <laughs> filling the void of death metal? He doesn't fucking know. Because if he knew any fucking thing, he wouldn't be saying that there's a void in death metal. Sorry, bro, but when you had nothing going on when you thought you were in death... And then you thought that death metal just ceased when you were kicked out of the band after maybe the one show that you played or just probably the picture that was put on the album. Death metal didn't stop. And it's been going on for years. So you ain't bringing shit back because guess what? It's been back. It never went anywhere. (laughs) never left. (laughs) Where the fuck did you go? And John Hand Jr., I don't know. The best thing I can give you is a fucking hand. Bad joke. (laughs) I'm hoping to get a handy later. Here's Here's... And here's a fucking arrogant name of a band. Death Resurrected. Fuck you, die. So, let's check it out. This is the amazing Brian Miller from Burn Offering and Frightmare, to name a few. You may or not, uh, may not remember me, but um, I don't. Bloody Gore days, myself and Mr. Reifert it had the blessing of uh, hanging out and knowing with Mr. Chuck Schuldiner. Glad you said hanging out, because that's all you did who I definitely miss and will always respect. So I'm kind of seeing a void. I don't think Chuck really liked you, though. And me and Brian are here to fill it. So uh, What void? <laughs> uh, we'd like your opinion, what you think. And I'd also like to send a hello to Joanne. Tell me what you think. Hi, Joanne. The band is called Death Resurrected. Oh, God. This first song is called hey, Fucking you your mic? Die. This is all them little critics that want to talk shit. Fuck you, die. <laughs> People, don't worry that I'm talking over this because this riff is going to repeat time and time again. But this video is hilarious because he's like in his bedroom playing drums. He has like a mini ass crate amp. He's wearing guy liner as if he's playing a show or something. He is. I didn't know the set. No, I can't dude, see totally. And it's like it's just it's funny. He looks just like he did when he was like 15 when his picture was featured on Scream Bloody Gore. He didn't play on Scream Bloody Gore, but he's going to bring back Death Metal because there is a current void in Death Metal. That's what I was thinking. Now, I think he's actually playing through a Marshall. I think Where? See behind the creek. <laughs> ah, that look is look, great. He's got guy liners. I see it now, yeah. That's so... God, that's <laughs> terrible. He's like looking at the camera like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Joanne thinks. I think Joanne loves it. 
it's over. So I have to say, when I first heard that, I was kind of like, you know, that's kind of catchy because it's sticking in my head. And then I went, wait. They play this riff like five times. That's so no wonder why I fucking remember. <laughs> and there's no vocals. But he's bringing back death metal as we know it, dude. Hold your horses. Well, I guess the new death metal is going to have no vocals. <laughs> it's going to have it's all instrumentals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's bringing back. But all the haters. And I had to say, I love. <laughs> I had to read through the comments because every like there's some dude licking licking papst says fuck all you hail haters hail John Hand. Now when someone says hail, hailing is kind of in a form. Like praising a leader of right. sorts, right? So if we're gonna hail John Hand, well, where the fuck is he gonna lead us into obscurity and to do nothing <laughs> to death? Wait, wait, no, to death get our picture on a record and doing this, <laughs> yeah, and not in our head, <laughs> yeah, and, and making a bedroom style recording. Because let's face it, people, we know that this fucking death resurrect isn't gonna go anywhere. You, you know, and what was absolutely horrible was when he was doing that face. I was like, God, that's that. I think that's his fuck me face. Yeah. The the best the best comment though is from Bruno Leal, which is like I know now I know the reason he was kicked out of death. <laughs> but then uh, Moshing Thrasher, who I'm suspect enough is John Hand because that's the name of the video poster, said Lickin' Pabst and Mind of Pagan. You guys are killer dudes, metal keyboard style and Kavide. You're wrong. Dude, John Hand needs English lessons again because he can't spell worse shit. And Kavide, you're wrong. I think he wants to say you are, so it's Y-O-R apostrophe R-E, but he put your Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't can't fucking spell. I'm hanging (laughs) out with John Hand. Hey, man, let's give hands to each other. Uh, You're wrong. I'm not going to waste my time on you and your... You're not rare, but I will say Chuck and Chris were my good friends. He asked me to join the band, and I had hell of fun jamming with them. They are my brothers. Chuck, rest in peace, my brother. You will never be a forgotten past. Metal horns, keyboard style, rip, tear, and grind. Fucking death metal. What? Uh, something 666. Well, if you were such buddies with Chuck, why weren't you on the fucking record? Or a record after that? Uh, but then he said, Bruno, you're a total fag. Do you ever wonder and ask yourself, how come I'm not in a band? I'll tell you why. Because you're wank and have no skills in playing music. John, you have no skills in typing English properly. <laughs> and oh. neither do you, motherfucker. Who are you? You're not even on a fucking record. Your picture is, and you got the sun in your eyes. Who are you talking shit about? I ain't, I ain't hating. I'm just fucking telling it how it is. See, dude, there's a thing called man vagina. Mangina, actually. And John Han has a big one because he can't fucking taste the, take the facts. He didn't do shit. His picture was on a record. The sun was in his eyes, and that's all he did. And he's trying to... He's like, hey, well, you're, you're hating on the true death metal legend. Chuck was my brother. I'm going to name plug. It's like, motherfucker, what you're going to do is you're going to play the same two riffs without any vocals in your mom's bedroom with your son that looks 
about your age. <laughs> so death resurrected. What are you resurrecting? Nothing. You're fucking resurrecting shit. Some dude on YouTube that was with Sonny. He, he needed sunglasses on that record. So that's you should have probably it. worn them on that video. Yeah. So, hey, if John Hand's listening or anyone that's got something to bitch about or anyone that is new to the show because they were at Maryland Death Fest and they picked up the new Hell's Headbangers sampler CD and they saw the advertisement for Hellcast. For who? Or if you want to get that sampler CD, place an order at Hell's Headbangers. They're free in all orders. And if you want to say something bad, you want to say something good, if you're new to the show, write us. If you do marathons like Manny from Germany, I would like to know about it. Uh, write us. My email is hellcast at hellsheadbangers.com. Mine is Eddie with an I-E, Eddie Satan at hellsheadbangers.com. And if anyone's as queer as Eddie and missed me, then I'm happy to say I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and Hellcast will be back bi-weekly, as it always was. So thank you for tuning in. Hellcast is back. And I'm Reaper. I'm Eddie.
Hey!